This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Tuesday afternoon, April 18th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Water park season's about a month and a half away. We'll have a preview of that in our next segment. But right now, there's resistance from a major music company to songs created through artificial intelligence. And we're seeing opposition to AI creations in other areas like art and the written word. Let's talk about it with Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thank you for joining us today. And as uh, we uh, lead up to our AI friend or foe discussion later this afternoon on the station's YouTube channel, let's talk about AI and art. Uh, We're seeing examples of AI writing stories, composing songs, coming up with art. And there is a great deal of pushback on this, including from one major record label. Yeah, that's right. Uh, BMI and others who are licensing uh, music and uh, Spotify and all kinds of other folks who are running music that created by other artists are extremely upset with the idea of music being generated by an AI engine, a large language model engine that basically cr- in- infers or intuits a style out of a pattern of notes. It learns, to use a, a human term, it learns and then creates something new out of that learning. But what the question is, is who's making money off that learning and who is and, and is that stealing? essentially, is the machine taking what is essentially a human, um, maybe even an ingenious invention, and just adapting uh, from what all the work that's been done, all the creativity that's being expressed. Uh, and you've seen it in artists uh, who are complaining, and maybe understandably so. I'm going to show my cards and say they should be complaining that somebody's taking all of that intuition and work and human product and then adapting it slightly and calling it something else, when in fact it seems like it's just another iteration of that artist's work. And even then, if you have a uh, melody that uh, just based on the sum total of all human creation that sounds an awful lot like somebody else's copyrighted work, uh, who do you take to court? I mean, George Harrison, the late George Harrison, got sued by the chiffons over My Sweet Lord. It was a big uh, copyright case in the 70s. What happens uh, when, when the computer rips you off? Well, that's exactly right. And by the way, when the computer rips you off, what you're using, and I think this is really, this is the essence of the whole question. Ripping off is a human verb, right? In other words, it's a verb applied to somebody who's stealing something, to to a human being. Now, that sounds obvious, but the question then really comes down to intent. The person who put in prompts to the AI machine that said to that machine or gave the prompt to the machine, please infer this melody and adapt it based on, as you just said, the entire human history of these melodies, 
the intention of that person, in my opinion, is to steal, is to take from somebody else's work. Uh, because anybody who's tried to write a song, by the way, I'm included on that list. And anybody who's wanted to listen to my song, that's a very small list of people, um, <laughs> knows that it takes a lot to develop a great song. Uh, and there, there are lawsuits all the time about melodies being steal, stolen. The, the bottom line is, is the machine human? No. Does it have a soul? No. But if a person with a soul, a human being, asks that machine to use somebody else's work, I think that is stealing. Well, Paul, as as the famous bumper sticker uh, said, drum machines have no soul. And now we're talking about uh, thinking machines writing songs. Uh, very quickly, though, what will be the practical application of AI music or AI art? I mean, clearly, it'll be used for something and not necessarily generating hits. You know, that's a great question, and I think it has to come down to the audience. In other words, does that AI art, and I'm, t- I'm telling you my opinion, only only my opinion, but it, it does that AI art, uh, AI art appeal? In other words, if somebody's intent is to steal something so they can save themselves some work and make some money, that's, that's something. But is the audience saying, you know what, I don't know why I don't like that very much. It feels kind of uh, stale or, or basic or white bready. Um, and the answer is that's because it came out of a machine, it might be. Again, the audience will judge whether or not the practical application, to answer your question, is useful or not. If we get a massive amount of AI-generated music out there and all of us kind of collectively shrug our shoulders and say, that's not that interesting and we don't know why, well, then the, then the audience is judged. The jury is, is back with a verdict, and the verdict is it's not that interesting. I don't know yet. We haven't seen it enough, but I'm, I'm saying that, the, that it's going to be a really interesting question whether the audience likes it or not. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Last week's weather provided a tease to summer and outdoor fun. Let's take a look ahead at what's what's coming up for Illinois' largest water park. We're joined by Randy Witt, co-owner of Raging Waves in Yorkville. Randy, thanks for joining us today. And uh, let's look back on those lazy, hazy days of uh, last week when it felt like summer. Uh, did you start getting some phone calls from people wondering, when you were opening? Well, we did. We got, yeah, we actually did. And, but mostly uh, we're doing a lot of work around here. So the people were asking if we could fill the pool so they could cool off. It's not that simple. And they said it half in jest, but yeah, it was pretty warm. So it was pretty nice. I think people are already getting the itch. How, how much time does it take to prepare for a summer season? And how long is your season? Our season is 85 to 88 days. Uh, we're basically a... Uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day business. Uh, It takes, believe it or not, um, it really takes us all year. When we close on Labor Day, people are surprised by this, but when we close on Labor Day, that following Tuesday, we are back to work, putting the park to bed, and starting to make the improvements for the upcoming season. It is, It truly is a year-round endeavor. And uh, how has it been coming out of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, not only just the capacity restrictions that were in place a couple of years ago, but also uh, navigating the great resignation where maybe you discovered you had a hard time finding people to uh, work at the water park? Well, yeah, okay, that great point. Uh, first of all, the first part of that question is it's it's been wonderful. People have been wanting to get out, and, and that's been proven. We, we had a really good summer last year. People got out. We had good weather. We had good promotions. We have a great product. I know that's biased, but 
people really came out. Uh, the, the working part, yeah, that is still that continues to be a challenge. Uh, we we get a lot of people here, and a lot of the young folks that once they get here, they're like, "Wow, I really enjoy this. I, this is really a great place to work." And we strive, and we really put intentionality into making this a great place, a fun place, a safe place to work. So once they get here, and once we get get them here, they enjoy it. It's been pretty cool. The challenge, of course, is getting them to uh, to get here. And then how much uh, research and effort and uh, just imagination goes into not only just uh, freshening up the water park on, on a yearly basis, but also keeping it one step ahead of, let's say, Great Wolf Lodge or the Wisconsin Dells? Yeah, we do that a lot. We have an office. It's like a mini conference room that we call the think tank. And all of our ideas and all of our everything, we throw it against the wall. We throw everything against the wall, and we do that all in the think tank. We come up with ideas, ways that we need to improve, ways that we can make things better, ways that people have proven and shown to us that this is what they want, this is what they desire. And then we look at the latest trends in the industry, and we weigh all those things, kind of stir them all together in a pot, we pour it out, and that's how we get our improvements, our new rides, our you know, our new food menu items, all of that kind of stuff. I always love looking at uh, roller coaster laboratories and uh, the latest and greatest stuff that's coming out of, let's say, Cedar Point in Ohio. Uh, what's kind of the the skunks the skunk works process, uh, as it were, for uh, for water slides? Yeah, it's uh, it's really a lot of the same thing. We've aligned ourselves with a great company out of Canada. Uh, they uh, do a lot of great work and a lot of design. They're totally innovating, um, constantly, constantly innovating for new rides. And so, yeah, a lot of the th- it's kind of a lot of the same ideas. You know, uh, their number one thing is safety. You got to be safe. I mean, if you're not safe, bottom line is nobody's showing up. You know, you've got to be safe. So that's uh, that's always first and foremost. But then, how do you make it exhilarating? How do you give some people something new? How do you, how do you make it exciting for them? So. Yeah, we we uh, keep our finger on that pulse very, very closely. Randy Witt, co-owner of Raging Waves in Yorkville. His season begins Memorial Day. Thanks for joining us today. And coming up next, uh, yes, this, this is tax day, in case you didn't know. We'll look at strategies that will help you when the day arrives a year from now. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. This is deadline day for filing taxes, and it's a great time to start thinking about about things you can do right off the bat to make next year easier and possibly less taxing. We welcome in Jeff Harlow, spokesman for the Illinois CPA Society based in Chicago. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Before we uh, jump off and talk about the ways uh, you can reduce your burden for 2024, uh, any advice for people who are tuning in right now and saying, wait a minute, it's tax day? (laughs) Yeah, the best advice is to file an extension request. Um, I have seen people try to get something filed immediately at the last second, and my God, the odds of there being a mistake in that tax return go up exponentially. So just file an extension, move on, and take care of it in a more orderly way after after today. Now, uh, if you want to get a jump on 2024, uh, what are some ways that you can reduce your liability for next year, uh, beginning with, and this is something that a lot of people uh, uh, discover once they, they do all the math, that uh, maybe their uh, withholding is rather low, and uh, maybe you haven't uh, looked at that withholding form in a good long time, and I had this experience last year, it's 
there there have been quite a bit of changes compared to one you might have filled out in 2016 or or before that. No, you're absolutely right, Rob. The W-4 was modified. And for those of us that understood the old form, we knew how to manipulate it quite easily. The current W-4 is a little bit more confusing, although, frankly, for most people, it's actually a little bit easier to fill out. But your point's absolutely right. If you want to get a bigger refund or if you want to reduce the amount that you owe, adjusting your withholding is the place to start. And then there are some uh, distributions you can make either for retirement savings, medical expenses, or college uh, to possibly uh, reduce your uh, liability for next year. No, absolutely. And the thing is, starting on making things like retirement contributions now uh, makes the impact a lot less each pay period. Uh, You know, if somebody's going to wait until next April to make an IRA contribution, for example, it's really tough to come up with $6,000 or so to put into an IRA. But when you spread it over the remainder of 2023, it's I mean, it's not easy, but it's a lot easier than waiting until the end of the year. And then uh, just on the the, the general uh, IRS filing experience uh, overall, especially uh, this year, uh, I did have an issue that required calling the IRS for assistance, and I was astonished at how quickly that phone call went. I was not on hold for an hour as I had feared. Yeah, the IRS really made enormous strides in improving their customer service this filing season. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me as a practicing accountant to say, wow, the IRS did a great job. But in this case, they really did. Jeff Harlow, spokesman with the Illinois CPA Society based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, this is the end of your busy season, right? This, so, so you've got the out-of-office uh, email notification uh, good to go for 5 o'clock this evening? You know I do. (laughs) Well, enjoy the time off, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us today. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, top spring and summer destinations in Illinois. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 1059. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Government doctors update the schedule for COVID boosters. In Travel Tuesday, planning a spring or summer trip to the best destinations in Illinois. And business owners in downtown Chicago are concerned about the impact of violence in the streets. WBBM business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 35 points. The NASDAQ is down 28. And the S&P 500 is down 3. We have 47 degrees right now in Chicago under sunny skies going up to a sunny 57. It's 12:31. Topping our news at the half hour, Chicago police are publicly addressing the commotion and violence that happened downtown last weekend as hundreds of young people gathered. Let's get the story from WBBM's Bernie Tafoya. No doubt you've seen on social media or on TV young people running wild downtown as fights broke out and where two young people were shot at State and Madison. 
The Chicago Police Department has put out a statement saying that anyone involved in criminal activity will be arrested, that the reckless, disruptive, and violent behavior seen last weekend will not be tolerated. The police department does not say how it plans to handle such large groups, but at beach entry points there will be bag checks and there will be a curfew for minors at Millennium Park. Bernie Tafoya, 1059 WBBM. The Food and Drug Administration has authorized a second round of COVID-19 boosters for people older than 65 and for those with weakened immune systems. Regulators say older adults can get another updated COVID-19 booster as soon as four months after their first. Immune-compromised individuals can get at least two one at least two months after their last dose. It's 12:32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are a little bit lower this afternoon. We're we're joined by Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics, based in Albany. Hugh, thank you for joining us today. Some of the biggies are beginning to report their first quarter earnings. The banks are reporting. And we've also heard from Johnson & Johnson. And what is the story they are telling so far? Well, I think the, the basic story isn't so much as what they did uh, in the fourth quarter as what lies ahead, obviously, or the, the first quarter. Um, and, and we had a, obviously a banking crisis, uh, and the banking crisis does to some extent show up in the numbers of the banks, which have been reporting. And the real question really right now is what's going to happen in the next two quarters? Are we going to still see or continue to see some withdrawal deposits, particularly from the regional banks? There's a lot of focus on regional banks. And what's that going to do to lending? The Federal Reserve is very focused on credit conditions, particularly at the regional banks, because that will affect the economy and that will determine what the Federal Reserve does with regard to interest rates. So I think the earnings numbers are interesting, but what lies ahead, what they say about what lies ahead, really is far more important. Quick note of the banking sector, there appears to be a little bit of physician heal thyself when it comes to the uh, balance sheet issues that uh, were plaguing some of the banks that uh, did go under during the uh, banking hiccup a couple of months ago, and that is it did bring bond yields down, which brought the balance sheets of some of these uh, banks that were holding bonds to maturity back into balance. Yes, it did. And and that was one of the big problems. Obviously, they had substantial investments in treasuries. And of course, when the bond market, when interest rates went up, the value of the treasuries went down. Went down. They lost money. The assets of their balance sheets obviously lost money. And at the same time, when everybody got wind of that, they started to withdraw deposits. And then all of a sudden, we had a very significant uh, bank crisis. That's starting to cure itself to some extent when we see interest rates backing down some. But don't forget that because of the withdrawal deposits, a lot of banks, particularly the major banks, have had to increase what they're paying savers on their deposits, and that's kind of hurt their margins. And that's going to show up in the uh, next quarter or two where we're going to see their margins start to shrink some. Their margins were great. Interest rates went up. They made a lot of money on their loans in the last quarter. But in the next couple of quarters, those margins are going to shrink down a little. It's a little complex, but quite frankly, it's very important. Johnson & Johnson, a consumer-facing company, the stock falling uh, 2.5% even after it beat estimates and raised its 2023 guidance. Uh, what what does that say if a, uh, a company that does uh, do a lot of business with the American consumer raises its guidance for this year. Yeah, th that's pretty important. And the reason it's important, you remember the retail sales numbers we had last week. We got them for the month of March, and they told us that 
personal consumption expenditures, uh, first of all, the retail sales number down 1%, and it implied statistically that personal spending was down as much as 3% in the month of March. Uh, that's 70% of the economy, so everybody's focused on, obviously, the economy. They're worried about a hard landing, and when you look at the numbers, the consumer, the retail sales numbers, personal spending numbers, they were not good for the month of March. So what somebody says about what lies ahead for the next couple of quarters, particularly given those March numbers, is very important. It doesn't look like consumer spending is going, let's, I hate to use the expression over the cliff yet, but there's no question in the month of February, the month of March, consumer spending, again, 70% of the economy, slowed and slowed significantly. Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics, based in Albany. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, some of the top in-state destinations for spring and summer trips. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, and as the weather warms up, thoughts are turning to spring and summer adventures. Let's talk about some of the uh, adventures that are close to home with Marla Schachowski, spokeswoman for the Illinois Office of Tourism based in Chicago. Marla, thank you for joining us today. And uh, I'll, I'll have you know, I enjoyed some uh, Illinois tourism last week. It was uh, spring break at the kids' school, and we uh, pointed the car west on Route 20 and went to Galena for a couple of days. And I'll tell you this. Sunny skies, 80 degrees, the window was down practically the entire way. It felt like summer last week. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And, yeah, the perfect week for spring break last week. And I'm sure it was even, you know, like you said, so much warmer in Galena. What a perfect time to be there. And I'll tell you, from an Illinois tourism perspective, uh, it was happening. It was especially on Saturday night last week. Uh, you had a full parking lot at the Irish Cottage. Uh, it was hard to find a parking space uh, on Main Street there in Galena. Uh, lots of people at uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. So uh, it was a busy place, and that's uh, great for not only tourism, but uh, tourism and tax revenue, too. That's right, and that is what we love to hear. And Galena, as you mentioned, is a great family-friendly getaway any time of year, but especially this time of year. And historic Main Street, like you said, there's more than 125 independently-owned shops and restaurants. You know, Galena is always ranked as one of the most beautiful Main Streets in America. And um, once you're there, it's very easy to see why. You can dine at all these great places to eat, like Bread and Vine, which is a bakery and sandwich shop right on Main Street, or indulge in your sweet tooth a little bit at Galena Bakehouse, which is known for its homemade pastries and baked empanadas. And then work off those calories by biking the Galena River Trail, which is a trail that spans almost nine miles along um, the rivers and, and taking some breathtaking views there or go up to Chestnut Mountain Resort and ride the alpine slides uh, down towards the Mississippi River. There's no lack of fun things to do in Galena. And it's also, uh, there's a little bit of symmetry in the fact that uh, two of uh, the most consequential Americans in history uh, can trace their roots to Illinois. We'll talk about Abe Lincoln in Springfield next, but uh, Ulysses S. Grant, who uh, helped the Union win the Civil War and then was elected president, uh, traces his his lineage to Galena. That's right, yes. And you can vi visit the Grant home when you're in Galena as well. But as you said, in Springfield, our state capital, 
home to our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. So much to see and do there. In fact, the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, which now has a special exhibit called Here I Have Lived, Home in Illinois, tells some really compelling stories of important people who have called Illinois home um, over the, you know, the past few um, hundred years. And it's an incredible exhibit to see to see through the end of um, January, and then go and visit Lincoln Tomb, in, in, of course, at the cemetery where Lincoln's buried, and rub his nose for good luck. People come from all over the world to rub the Lincoln statue's nose at the Lincoln Tomb for good luck. So be sure to do that. And then the kids will love the Kids Museum of Health and Science. Now, this is a very cool children's museum that is all about teaching kids the importance of healthy habits, helping their communities, and how to make smart decisions to help the environment. And then, I know you're going to get hungry, so go grab a corn dog at Cozy Dog in Springfield. This is uh, a great place to visit, home to the original corn dog on a stick. And then uh, if, if you want to make a, a long driving adventure, uh, you can start, get your kicks quite literally on Route 66. Uh, it winds from Chicago to L.A., but it uh, starts in downtown Chicago. So uh, you could begin on Jackson. Make sure you have your uh, Manhattan Transfer single so you can listen to their version of Route 66 as you drive what was called the Mother Road. And this could also be a multi-generational adventure because I think a lot of kids are familiar with Route 66 familiar just because of the movie Cars. That's right. Yeah, so many movies that have incorporated Route 66 over the years. And like you said, starting right downtown in Chicago, across from the Art Institute, you'll find the Route 66 Begins sign and then grab a bite to eat at Lou Mitchell's on Jackson Boulevard, which is right on Route 66. There's another sign right outside the restaurant. You can get one of their famous breakfasts that they're known for. And then head down to Joliet, where you can relive scenes from the famous Blues Brothers movie at the old Joliet prison, where they offer a variety of tours available, including self-guided tours, where you can actually tour the prison at your own pace. And then south of there, drive to Pontiac. Um, You can stop for a picture at the famous mural which is the route 66 mural in pontiac tons of people love to get their photo ops there and then visit the route 66 hall of fame and museum the admission there is free donations are always appreciated but this museum is really dedicated to telling the story of the mother road from its early days as one of the nation's most important highways Um, and then keep going south obviously you're going to hit springfield plenty to see and do there as we just said but then even further south You'll find some of the quirky, you know, side attractions. You'll find the world's largest ketchup bottle in Collinsville. You'll find the pink elephant at the Pink Elephant Antique Mall in Livingston. And and the list goes on. So many fun places to see along Route 66. Marla Shahowski of the Illinois Office of Tourism. Thanks for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. And still to come, the impact of street violence on businesses in downtown Chicago. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Gatherings of mostly young people in downtown Chicago have turned violent in recent years, including this past weekend. That's not good for businesses still working their way back from the pandemic. Let's discuss the issue with Greg Hines columnist crane chicago business greg thanks for joining us today it's the first warm weekend of the year and uh, what is an unfortunate summer tradition uh, already happened in millennium park and on 31st street beach where uh, large gatherings of young people uh, uh, go out of control and this also is shaping up to be the first test of leadership for the incoming mayoral administration 
Yeah, you're right on all counts, Rob. Uh, uh, Brendan Riley, the alderman who covers most of downtown, likened this to uh, Groundhog Day. It seems to keep happening every time the business guys think they've gotten a little bit ahead and they've turned the corner. Uh, uh, there's a nasty incident that occurs that tells people, don't, don't come downtown Chicago, don't shop, it's not safe, whatever. Um, you know, this is this is a long and complicated subject. It, it, it requires a variety of solutions. It certainly requires better and coordinated uh, uh, police services. I mean, you would think at this point the cops would know uh, that when social media says we're going to have a, a real party downtown, that they ought to be ready and be able to deal with it. Uh, but it also, as our new mayor suggests, requires some social solutions. Uh, some of this is because of the lack of uh, safe spaces uh, in the south and west side. Uh, but... It's something he's going to have to work out because uh, if this continues to happen, people are just going to give up on downtown. It just—it also seems like a very uh, frustrating discussion to wade into because even if you do, uh, you want to solve the problem and and you want to make sure that people do have a good time when they are downtown, regardless of where you're from and how old you are. But when you do have that discussion, you have the one side of the social media sphere that believes that anything less than Charles Bronson in Death Wish is uh, lighthearted, and then you have the other side that says uh, you're wrong for even complaining in the first place. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this society doesn't do solutions in the middle very well. Uh, but frankly, that is, you are exactly right. That is exactly what is needed in this case. Uh, uh, I thought Mayor Johnson and his, uh, Mayor Elect Johnson, his initial remarks went too far to one side. He says we shouldn't demonize kids. Well, no, you shouldn't demonize kids. But if the kid is uh, busting somebody's window and terrorizing people and uh, throwing throwing up bottles at buses, uh, uh, yeah, they should be demonized. They should be locked up. Uh, but at the same time, um, teenagers are teenagers. Um, they're going to occasionally get into trouble. You need to provide alternatives and other sources of things. Uh, so you have to do it all at once. And if you only do part of it, it, it keeps happening. Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.